Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. In this episode, we talk about self-commitment and making or breaking promises to ourselves. Not to be underestimated, everything we do or don't do gives us evidence of who we really are. They literally reinforce our self-identity in a negative or positive way. We share why it's so important to build the muscle of self-commitment. In other words, doing what we say we're going to do. Because when we start to master this, we'll experience greater freedom, self-trust and confidence. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. Welcome to another episode of the Midlife Mentors podcast with me, James. And me, Claire. That was a little bit different this morning. It was. It did feel different. <laughs> I'm is, not quite sure why. It is this morning when we're recording this, by the way. <laughs> it might not be this morning wherever you're listening to it, but it is for us. How are yeah. you? I'm good. How are um, you, Mr. I don't feel like I've really spoken to you very much this morning. It's been a bit, been a bit crazy. Yeah, it's well, I leapt out of bed and headed straight to the gym, didn't I? And I went for a nice 9k run. Hmm. So, hello. Hello. Good to see you. <laughs> And hello to all of you Keeping listening. Keeping it real here. Hello to all of you listening. So we're actually recording this a little bit late. Um, recording this on the morning of Bank Holiday Monday here in the UK. It's the last bank holiday of the year. Boo! Until Christmas. Until Christmas. But it was my birthday. I've had the most amazing, amazing weekends. Uh, well, it started on Friday, actually, because it was my birthday. And that was really fun. I got taken out for a lovely lunch and got spoilt. And then on Saturday, what did we do, James? What did we do on Saturday? We had our first DJ gig in our local pub for Bank Holiday Saturday, and it was awesome. Claire was amazing on the deck. Thank you. It uh, was so good. It was good. It and, was um, so much fun. Yeah, we've been offered more gigs off the back of it in, in at least two places. Yeah, so my mixing was good, and everyone was loving the old classic house tracks that we were playing. So we just really, really enjoyed doing that together, didn't we? We did. Uh, a bit of a change from the weekend before... When we were actually up in Yorkshire doing the Yorkshire Three Peaks. Oh, yes, because we haven't done it. We've we haven't, a podcast. I mean, which feels like a long, long time ago already. Probably because I'm trying to block it from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> we did do the Yorkshire Three Peaks and it was incredible. We did get a little bit lost on the final peak, didn't we, on yeah. the way down. But we did do the Three Peaks and we did about 24 miles, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's the three highest peaks in Yorkshire and you do them just like one after the other. So you set off about 6am. Uh, it took us just under 10 hours to do the three peaks, 24 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, they say allow 12. Um, and it was great, great actually to be out there. The weather was, was okay, wasn't it? Yeah. Not too hot, a little rain squall, but that wasn't too bad. But then it was nice at the end, all just kind of meet up, 
fill our boots with food and then uh, yes. get an early night. So we did it with, actually with um, an alcohol-free group that I'm part of that have been in my world for the last two years who are absolutely amazing. They are the most beautiful, beautiful bunch of people. And there are about 60 of us actually doing it. So we kind of spread out, obviously, um, over the course of the three peaks. But it was just really amazing to meet these people that I haven't actually met in person. And they were real and they're gorgeous. And I got, you know, it was lovely for James to meet them as well. And we all had fish and chips at the end when everyone had finished. And we all had very, very sore feet. Very sore feet, didn't we? We, we did. looked quite fresh the next day, we, so we were told, but it was the day after the day after we looked pretty knackered. Mm. <laughs> but we're all recovered now, and we've had like another fun weekend since then. And today we're going to talk to you about um, a very important concept, the concept of self-commitment. Committing to yourself, absolutely. And I suppose this is, can be, it's fairly similar, I suppose, to self-discipline. Um, and we've done a podcast before on discipline being a superpower, but this is a slightly different angle. So we want to talk about making promises to ourselves and breaking those promises. Um, and that all comes down to committing to ourselves. And the truth is, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are in life, what status you have, what wealth you have, what material things you have in your world, how many followers, all of that kind of stuff. If we're not in control of our own minds and our own emotions and what we say we're going to do, and following through on that, we're not actually really free. So some people with so much less in the world than other people that, you know, famous people, all that kind of stuff, wealthy people, they actually, in in my mind, are freer in a sense than those, because if they've got control over what, you know, doing what they say they're going to do, and they have control over their emotions and their mindset, I believe, we believe, that they are truly freer than those people that aren't because I think sometimes we can see self-commitment and discipline as something that can be quite negative it has a bit of negative connotations doesn't it you know they're disciplinarian but what we're saying is about self-commitment self-discipline and sometimes we can seem to think that we're losing our freedom our spontaneity that kind of adventure and that excitement in life when we put these rules and regulations and routines into our life but actually we believe you are becoming freer by doing that you are freeing yourself from the limitations that your monkey mind your chimp mind sometimes says oh don't do that delay don't delay gratification have it now um oh you never follow through on what you say you're going to do and then we start having this really really negative flywheel of you know low self-esteem low confidence because we don't actually trust ourselves So when we don't live up to our own self-commitment, we aren't free. We aren't free from that negative lack of self-worth that we have. So we just kind of wanted to set it up in that way before we go a little bit deeper. But it's so, so important. It's so important that we keep commitments to ourselves because these self-commitments have an overall impact on how we see ourselves, our self-identity. That's right. They actually provide us evidence of of who we are. So this is why there's a really fine line to walk here. Um, You know, when we're ready to go for our goal, when we're ready to commit, that is the time to commit and then carry through on that commitment. But this is where it's tricky. If you're not feeling ready or you're kind of knowing in your heart you're not quite ready yet, then maybe you're better off waiting a bit because what we don't want to do is say we're committing and then give up because whichever way you do this is like a self 
enforcing flywheel, becomes self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you keep making promises to yourself that you consistently break, you start to believe that you're a person that can't fulfill on these promises and it will get harder and harder and harder. So we want to make sure that we're ready to go, commit that 110% and then just follow through on those commitments day after day. And we say that, and, but here's the thing, right? we're all human, we are all going to slip up. There's going to be days that we, we maybe fail to follow through on those commitments, but what's important then is to make sure that we get straight back into it. Because where we see so many people go wrong, right? They get on the path and they're going, they're going, they're going. Then, then they'll slip up. You know, life will throw things at us. Things will come up. You know, there's, there's things that we can't avoid. You might say, okay, I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. every day, Monday to Friday, and um, spend half an hour meditating. But then, you know, work might say, oh, I need you in for 6 a.m. one day. It just happens, right? So so rearrange it. Don't, don't panic over it. As long as you're feeling true to yourself the other thing that happens is you know sometimes we just slip up you know we could go out we end up getting carried away eating too much drinking too much fine you've done it but just get back on it the next day don't use it as an excuse just to be like oh well i've blown it now which is the story tells it's that that monkey mind going told you you couldn't do it you've blown it so now you might as well just sit at home order some more pizza etc etc no get right back on it, go, okay, I slipped up last night, that's fine, I forgive myself, I'm right back on that horse again. Yeah, and I think, actually, let's use the analogy of the wagon, right, because a term that we use here in the UK, I don't know whether it's used anywhere else, is, oh, I fell off the wagon, I I fell off the wagon. Do you know where that saying comes from, Claire? Oh, I don't, but I didn't know that you knew it. It comes from um, medieval England and the executions at Tyburn, so there were two, um, there was a prison in London, and people who were going to be condemned to death were taken on a cart, a wagon, wagon through the city and given drinks along the way so they'd be drunk by the time so it wouldn't be as painful for them for their death and falling off as a wagon was if they actually got so drunk they fell off the wagon <laughs> on the way did they still execute them when they fell off the wagon unfortunately they did still execute them <laughs> what a lovely thing to put on our co- podcast about execution but actually so if you don't use that analogy you know we, we use it here where we're falling off the wagon it means that we've slipped up and and we've done something that kind of goes against the the trajectory of our goal But what I I would encourage you all to think is that wagon is still going. See, that wagon is still rolling, okay? So the wagon is still going, it's still there, it's still moving, and you just need to jump back on it, okay? The the wagon hasn't stopped, it hasn't broken, it hasn't fallen apart. The wagon's still going. It's just your opportunity and your responsibility to just trot alongside it and jump back on it. It's when actually we think that it's all broken, that the wagon has completely fallen apart, that then we break that one promise to ourselves, and then we break the next one and the next one and the next one. And then before you know it, you're right back where you started from and actually worse because you're like, oh my, I've done this again. I've lost, I've broken that promise to myself again and it's just snowballed. And I want to say as well, this isn't just about these big promises that we make to ourselves. It's about the little promises too. So I just want to use this little story to give you an understanding of what really happens within us when we lose self-commitment. So just imagine you've got your two children and you say to your two children, I'm going to give you um, equal amounts of sweets each. So I'm giving you, giving you equal amounts of sweets each. But you give one of them two sweets, each, two sweets extra because you're just trying to be kind. Okay, And you might not have done it on purpose, but you've, you've done that. You've given the two extra sweets to one of your children. And the other one, who's got less sweets, says, hang on a minute, but I thought you promised, you absolutely promised that I was going to get the same amount of sweets as my sibling. And you don't think it's that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. But for that child, that's like, you've broken the small promise to me. Therefore, I now believe that you can break the big promises to me. 
And that kind of stuff goes on within you. It honestly, it happens within you. If you break the promise that you are gonna set that alarm at six o'clock in the morning and you're gonna get up and do a little workout, or like James said, you're gonna get up and meditate. If you break that promise, that little promise to yourself, you, you automatically lose trust in yourself with the big things. So what we wanna do is actually stop doing the small things. This is, this is the good thing about this. It doesn't have to be big, enormous steps. We don't have to do anything hugely challenging. We could just make one small promise to ourselves and commit to that and see it through for a few weeks. And I can tell you, your self-esteem, your confidence, your self-trust will massively improve. It could be getting up if, if you don't make the bed. <laughs> Get up and make the bed. If you don't normally go get your 10,000 step, 10, steps in, start doing that. So it's really, really important that you don't think they have to be these magnificent transformations because otherwise you're going to be, become overwhelmed. You want to build that muscle of self-belief and self-commitment with the small things as well. Yeah, so the lesson is, you know, start small. If you're struggling for self-commitment at the moment, don't set yourself a massive target or something that's going to be like a real stretch for you to do. Start with small things that you you know or are confident you can succeed at. Because then, as Claire said, over time you'll build that confidence in yourself. You'll build that muscle of self-commitment, of self-discipline, and you can gradually, you know, chip away at larger, larger goals. Listen, here's a step by step. So if you've got a goal that you're currently ready to go for, but you're not, commit to it 100%, 110%, in fact. But then break it down. Break it down to smaller steps. What are the small things you're going to do every day? And here's where we go wrong with goals. We just go, oh. I want to um, write a book. I want to lose weight. Well, great. That's just a wish. No. Uh, what, what is the book you're writing? By when are you going to write it? And then break that down. Like how many words a day are you going to write of that book? You know, start actually getting really granular with it. And that way we can start to build these small steps that won't overwhelm us and that we can succeed at every day. And over time that builds up succeeding at the large goal and builds our belief in ourselves. And I would also say, I know we're saying about starting small there and that's really, really important to do as well. The small things every day. And we do have to do them every day. This is why um, programs like, if you don't know 75 Hard, it's a program that I did, uh, it started on the 2nd of January and I did it for 75 days as the um, as it says on the tin, 75 hard. And it was hard, but it's like incremental. If you've not seen anything about this and you don't know what I'm talking about, go and look it up. It's um, by a guy called Andy Frisella. And it's, I think it's about six tasks, six, seven tasks you do a day and it builds so much self-trust. So much, you're, you're committing to yourself. You are saying, I promise to do this. And this is what I'm doing. And I cannot tell you like the level of self-esteem, self-worth, self-confidence you have every day that you tick off doing what you say you're going to do. And kind of saying that the small steps really matter, they do. But I also just want to tell you this. The people that come on the Midlife Method, at the end of the eight weeks, that's an enormous achievement. But again, we take them through little steps every single day. So there are incremental changes every day. But the bigger the commitment, the bigger the self-promise, the bigger the reward. Okay, so can you imagine right now committing to a goal, really, really having that self-commitment, that promise to a goal, and just imagine how you will feel when you have followed through on the promise you made to yourself. Just imagine a life where you have looked yourself in the mirror every day and you said, I've done what I promised to do for myself. Like, 
I can, I know, I can, it's palpable. You can feel the self-esteem, you can feel the self-worth, you can feel the self-confidence. And once you've done that, and we say this all the time, once you've fulfilled that promise to yourself in those areas, you start to realize your human potential, your capacity to create the life that you desire. It starts to infiltrate so many other areas of your life. You know, we, we see this in our program. It's a health and happiness program. It is about prioritizing your mental, physical, and emotional health. But we see people go on and do the most magnificent things in their life. You know, start, start new businesses, leave, leave work that isn't fulfilling every, anymore. Like have this self-esteem and self-confidence to go and grab life by the balls, basically, because it's those smaller things that they've built up over time and the rewards are great. Mm. And I want to add in something here that will really help turbocharge it, that, that Claire kind of um, uh, alluded to there with being in part of a community or a program, and that is publicly stating your goal or intention so you have accountability this thing when you know, we should we should be accountable to ourselves 100 percent, but it does make it easier all the research backs up makes it easier mm-hmm. to skip it it's like oh well no one else knows if i don't do this if you've literally joined a group or you have a coach or a mentor you're in a community where you know it's like-minded people number one that are going to lift you up and inspire you but number two where you know that you're accountable to them all the research says you're going to be much more likely to see your goal so so when you come up with these small steps Tell someone or get a coach or get in a community and publicly state what you're doing so that you know other people are watching and you're going to be more accountable for it. Mm. I also just want to say that um, a physical practice is super, super powerful. So this is why you hear all the gurus, it's a bit exhausting sometimes, isn't it? But all like the business gurus, all the most successful people that we know um, in the world I can promise you, because we follow a lot of them, we can promise you that a majority of them have a physical practice. Because actually pushing our body outside its comfort zone, either kind of getting fit, going to the gym, building muscle, all of that kind of stuff, that's hard for everyone at the beginning. It's hard for everyone. Okay, there's no... no um, no one that doesn't feel the the drain on their energy or, oh, I can't be bothered. I'd rather sit um, sit my bum on the sofa and watch Netflix. There's no one that doesn't have that self-talk. But the people that overcome that and create, promise themselves that they are going to go to the gym, they're going to do the walk, they're going to do um, the hit, they're going to do stuff around their physicality, that is honestly, if you don't have very much self-discipline at the moment or, or keep breaking promises to yourself... Doing a physical activity, following through on that, is so, so powerful. And it's, it's where the most successful people get that, that discipline muscle working, that self-commitment, that self-trust muscle working. Because in, in all of us, we're designed to just not want to bother. <laughs> we don't want to bother doing that. Path of least resistance. But it's a path of least resistance. It's, it, no one, we, our subconscious mind always seeks pleasure over pain. But if you can build that, self-commitment muscle that self-promise muscle by doing something physical it changes everything we see this all the time with our clients honestly we do and that that self-worth that self-trust just grows exponentially when they're inside our program so we'd love to know i'd love to kind of ask you right now to really think about those small promises that you keep making to yourself that you keep breaking because I cannot, we cannot emphasize enough. They are having 
more of a negative impact on your self-confidence, your self-esteem and all other areas of your life than you can possibly imagine. So even now, think about the, the thing you really want. What's some couple of small steps, some small promises you can follow through on that would make massive inroads to achieving that goal? And like James said, break it down. You don't have to do anything enormous. Just start with small things so that you build your confidence muscle, you build that self-trust muscle. Um, and we'd love to know your thoughts on this. Mm. Never feel like you can't. We'd love, love, love you to email us, right? Tell us. Uh, it's team at themidlifementors.com. Tell us. Make yourself, um, commit to yourself. Make yourself accountable to us. Send us an email. And then we will check in with you and see how you're getting on. Because that's what we do. That's what we love. We want people to realize their truest potential. And breaking promises to yourself is the surest way not to reach your potential. It is. So what is the thing that you are going to commit to right now? Listen to this podcast. Let's do it. Commit yes. to something. And... I just want to tell you that actually we have, if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, you'll know that we had a few months where we didn't take anyone anyone on on our transformational eight-week program called The Midlife Method. We wanted to um, down tools, have some time to work on some other projects, and we are back. As we said, we were going to be back in September, and we are. We're running a really, really exciting cohort of The Midlife Mentors, this Midlife Method, on the 4th of September it starts. And what a better time to restart, reset um, your health and happiness journey at midlife because we are all out of routine over the summer holidays, right? We have probably, hopefully, if we're lucky enough, we've gone away. We might have overindulged. um, We've had the kids at home, all of that stuff. Our routine really, really goes out the window and we fail to prioritize our health and wellness. So September is a perfect, perfect time to reset we gather momentum and join a group of awesome people who are all doing it with you that are on uh, like-minded people that are on a similar journey so they can hold you accountable and we can as well um, and give you tons and tons of tools to master your mind to master your health your wellness um, not just for the short term of course is this is a long-term lifestyle plan so if you are interested and why wouldn't you be interested in the midlife method and joining us on the 4th of September? Um, we are going to put a link in the show notes to book a call with us. Okay, this is a complimentary call to see if we're right together. You know, we need to know, we need to understand the reason we do these calls is not for a hard sell. We hate that, it's disgusting and icky and it makes us feel, it makes my skin crawl. We just want to do those calls to meet you to find out what your goals are, what your challenges have been, and to see if the midlife method is right for you. Because the last thing we want to do is put you on a program that's not right for you. So if you want to book one of those calls, the link is going to be in the show notes. Um, or you can just email us again at the team at team at the midlife mentors.com. And then we also have our retreat um, at Six Senses in Ibiza. Yes, we do. Our midlife mastery retreat at the amazing Six Senses Resort and Spa in Ibiza. That's running 19th of October, the 22nd. A nice long weekend there. Perfect way to set you up for winter. Mm. Um, you'll be, it's an immersive experience. You'll be with us. You know, we've got a private residence there. 
Um, you've got your own room, your own bathroom. Um, you've got amazing food, great facilities, and of course, us delivering workshops on all the things we talk about in our podcasts, plus workouts, yoga. It's, it's just going to be amazing. If you want to know about that, we'll have the link in the show notes as well. Yeah, I'm so excited about Six Senses. It is just the most, and it's in the most beautiful part of Ibiza. It's in the north of the island and um, right on the cliffs. Oh, it's just amazing, amazing, amazing. So we can't wait. We've got some really beautiful people signed up for that already. And we can't wait to share that experience with you. So that is us for today. Mm. Bank Holiday Monday. I'm going to put this out right now. Right now. Right Coming now. Coming to you live. Coming to you literally live. And uh, we're sending you so, so much love. And again, do let us know what you are promising to yourself, what you're going to follow through on. And take care. Until next time. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalised insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.